You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on kpel965.com. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Neil Cavuto, and this is the Fox Business Report. Americans continued to spend money at the start of the holiday season. Retail sales rose three-tenths of a percent. Economists were expecting a decline. Excluding autos, the increase was two-tenths of a percent. The report suggests the holiday shopping season got off to a good start. Also, the job market appears to be holding up. The number of new claims for unemployment benefits declined by 19,000 last week to 202,000. The Bank of England today left its key interest rate unchanged, but says rates will stay high for an extended period to fight inflation there. Goldman Sachs economists now see the Fed cutting interest rates in March, May and June of next year. The Fed left interest rates unchanged yesterday and suggested cuts are coming next year. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Kosola, invested in you. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com slash go to learn more. News Talk 96.5 KPL, Bro Bridge, Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios, online at matthewjames.com. They have someone else to talk to. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The day after Hunter Biden refused to show up for a deposition, claiming Republicans are lying about him and his father, Congressman Jim Jordan, chairman of the Judiciary Committee, is ready to question somebody else in private, someone accused of stymieing a Hunter Biden tax investigation. He's the one who said you can't use the term big guy when you do any interviews. You can't talk about political figure number one, who we all know was Joe Biden. Whistleblowers accused the Department of Justice of interfering with the federal investigation into Hunter Biden's alleged tax evasion with assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf playing a key part in that. They allege Wolf tried to block investigators from asking questions about President Biden and accused Wolf of tipping off Hunter Biden's legal team before a search of his storage unit. That's Fox's Ryan Schmelz. This is after House Republicans voted to begin a formal impeachment inquiry into President Biden over allegations he was involved in Biden family overseas business dealings when vice president. Now, he denies that in a White House statement. Instead of doing anything to help make Americans' lives better, they are focused on attacking me with lies. They are choosing to waste time on this baseless political stunt that... Even Republicans in Congress admit is not supported by the facts. Well, that was Brooke Singman. Israel keeps waging war against Hamas, refusing to give in to worldwide calls for another ceasefire as the number of Palestinians killed now tops 18,000. Fox's Trey Inkst reports from near Gaza. We are getting some new information in right now from a spokesperson for Israel's defense minister, Yoav Gallant, who just met with National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. Gallant told Sullivan, quote, it will last more than several months, but we will win and we will destroy them. And there's no end in sight to the war in Ukraine. Russian President Vladimir Putin said today there will be no peace until he achieves his goals, what he calls the denazification and demilitarization of Ukraine. On Wall Street... 
Good news for 401ks. The Dow up another 85 points, adding to the all-time high it set yesterday. America's listening to Fox News. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation's Let Us Do Good Village in Lando Lakes, Florida is a community that will have about 100 homes for the foundation's program participants. Two families have already moved in. A Gold Star family and the family of a severely injured veteran moved into the community's first smart home. It's a special place where together, families can heal. Make the Let Us Do Good Village the first of many communities like it. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. With the holidays upon us, the increase in traveling, shopping, and connecting online also heightens the need to protect your identity and finances with LifeLock. Identity thieves see this time of year as an opportunity to drain your accounts, open new loans in your name, and damage your financial future. LifeLock detects and alerts you to the threats you might miss on your own. Don't let the busy holiday season catch you off guard. Save up to 25% off your first year with promo code CLAY, LifeLock.com. The Joe Cunningham Show has a new start time. That's right. Hey, everybody, it's me, Joe Cunningham, and I want you to join me every weekday at 5 p.m. here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. All of the news and analysis that's important to you right here in Acadiana, be it local, state, or national, going to have that for you during your evening drive every day from 5 to 6 p.m. The Joe Cunningham Show right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. It's Timothy Green's first day at school. Mom, I can handle it from here. What's in his backpack? He's about to fall Anything over. Anything he might need. There's a box of tissues and band-aids. There's a whole first aid kit, actually. You don't have to be perfect. Have Goodbye. a great day. That's too much pressure. Have the day you have. To be a perfect parent. There are two people who want you more than anything. They'll make mistakes, but they will love you more than you can imagine. There are thousands of children in foster care who will take you just as you are. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council. Acadiana Center for the Arts is our cultural and artistic hub serving eight parishes through community development, education, live performance, film, and exhibitions. For information on getting involved in upcoming events, call 233-7060. This nonprofit organization moment brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Moon Show. Great to have you with us. Friday Eve. Boy, I tell you what. They say the weeks fly. Somebody said a day, uh, a year a year ago flies by, but a, a day can feel like it lasts forever. That's kind of how you live. Live a day at a time. Wow. Anyway, 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Hotline. If you'd like to be part of the program, your opportunity to be a voice, you can email me moon at moongrafon.com. Also, we're giving away today and tomorrow, Cane River Pecans, two left. Appreciate everybody trying to win over 1,000, almost 1,200 people. Uh, humbled, uh, you know, we just started with Baton Rouge again last year for a year, and about 20, 25% are coming out of Baton Rouge. And I, I can't believe it because, you know, it's a place you get, it takes time to grow, but I'm, I'm humbled to be in Baton Rouge. I hope people are listening, and, and that kind of tells you uh, 
you know, it's a big station, and I'm really grateful to all my radio stations. A lot from every market, though. Lake Charles, Alexandria, from Toledo Bend to Manny to Monroe to Lafayette, Baton Rouge, several from the Slidell area. Uh, Alexandria area heavy, so we do appreciate it. All right, let's jump gears. Royal Alexander, Attorney Royal Alexander joins us, and I'm humbled to have him. Hey, Royal, how you doing? You left off all the cities except Shreveport right then. Well, Shreveport, Bossier, that's heavy too, real heavy. That's a big market <laughs> for us, man. I can't grab them all, but I try to grab them all. I know. I you did good. Yeah, you did good. I'm humbled to have them all. I promise you, for us to be on a station anywhere is humbling to me. You, uh, so... We got a we got a decision, the second decision on the cattle sheriff, uh, the cattle sheriff uh, uh, sheriff's race. Uh, so, kind of tell us what the latest ruling from the uh, what is it, Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals? So second, second. I'm sorry, second. Tell us the latest ruling and what's going to happen now. It, it's so interesting. I I, th- I thought the trial court decision was a solid one. The trial itself was a one-day trial. The registrar testified, the our clerk of court testified, and a couple of other witnesses. And what the judge, the trial judge, gleaned was that, at least in evidence, there were 11 defective votes, and there's only a one-vote margin in this race. And it's that's crazy, man. I mean, I've seen close ones. I saw one in Baton Rouge, that state senator race decided by eight votes. Years ago, David Thibodeau, in, in that Congress race, missed making the runoff by 12 votes. But here we have a one-vote margin, one vote. So literally any mistake changes the outcome. But what the judge did was rule that, and again, the legal standard, the law in Louisiana is that if a court cannot determine who won, and I don't know how anyone could determine who won. I, with, with, with what we heard in the trial, and, and, and I think the Second Circuit just picked up on that, saying, look, um, there's, you know, and this is my take on it, Moon. I think there's probably human error and irregularities and maybe even a little fraud in every election. It's mm-hmm. just never close enough to change the outcome. But with a one vote margin, any little single thing is enough to change the outcome. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, so the ruling from the court basically backed up what Judge Black, former just Supreme Court Justice Black said. And so now that the appeals court has done this, I know that they're going to try to go to the state Supreme Court. But will the state Supreme Court even hear the case at this point? You know, it, I've, I've been wrong so many times trying to figure out what a judge or a court's going to do. But these are just my thoughts. I, I really think it could go either way. I think the Supreme Court could say two, ju- two courts have now reviewed this and ruled that they cannot tell what happened in the election, who won. Two courts. However, the arguments, the main arguments made were that, number one, Nicholson said with defective ballots, there were more defective ballots, the Republican, than the margin of vote. One versus 11 defective votes. But the Whitehorn side has argued that, and it's true, under Louisiana law, any objections to ballots have to be made four days before Election Day. And, of course, then Nicholson comes back and argues that some of the problem here, Moon, is double voting, and there's no way you could know about the double vote until Election Day itself. That would be the second vote, which, of course, we're only supposed to vote one time. So that's the way they've rebutted that. But it was a 3-2 decision. 
you know, two of the judges, I mean, they were, they were Democrat judges, but, you know, I assume they're just looking at it like, you know, straight up law. You know, the law does say you have to object. But on the other hand, I think the weight of the evidence here, I think the Nicholson team carried its legal burden by proving you can't tell who won. And that's the standard by which a, a, a runoff could be ordered. But, you know, if I'm sitting there, the Louisiana Supreme Court, you know, I've gone back and forth in my head about this. It's like I see I could see him leaving it alone. Like I said, you know, every time the Louisiana Supreme Court does something, moon, it creates precedent that maybe it doesn't want to create. Yeah. It doesn't have to. If they agree with the result, then it could just say we're denying your writ and the ruling of the second court, the second circuit stands, which means we're going to have another round. However, if they see something in there that they think they didn't get right, like maybe there's more to this failure to object, I still don't see how you get around objecting to something on Election Day if you could not have known it was. And even if you just say, well, take those two people who voted twice, two people did vote twice. You couldn't know about those two votes until Election Day. And, you know, nobody has an army of poll watchers to be sure every single person who votes, wait, we, we noticed on here that you voted early, and now you're voting here again on election day. I mean, that's that's a lot to expect a candidate to do, you know. Well, what, uh, I don't, you know, when you look at something like this, if this would have been a 500 vote win, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. If it was a 150 vote win, we might not have this conversation. But a one vote win, I, that's what we... That's really what we argued on, aren't we? And then you did find some discrepancies, so have a new election, right? Is that is that the argument, basically? I, I think I think that's the simplest way. Now, I will tell you, you know, we're starting to hear from the NAACP and the those those groups saying, you know, you're just trying to suppress the vote that he won fairly, and they're trying to say that he's won twice now because they think he won by one on election day, and then he won. In the recount. Yeah, but hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, stop. I want you to explain people to recount. They didn't recount every vote of 43,000. They only recounted 7,000 mail-in ballots. Explain that, too, because when they say recount, we didn't recount every vote. That's right. And that's a that's a whole other discussion about whether or not someday for the machines that we ought to go to paper ballots. But that's a whole other discussion. And, and I mean, I, I don't I, I don't have faith. I mean, I, I don't think anything cannot be hacked, Moon, which is why when the Department of Defense and some of our major financial institutions in America can be hacked, then do we really think our 2005 voting machines can't be hacked? I just, I don't believe that, but that's a, that's a separate topic, paper ballots. But you're right, 7,700 absentee ballots. But in those absentee ballots, Moon, a, a number of them that got counted were ones that some of them hadn't even been signed by the individual voting, and a bunch of them hadn't been witnessed at all. And well, some of them had point. been witnessed. That's illegal. It is. Point. It is illegal. Yeah. And and the, the the registrar voter testified that, and and I'm sure he's well intentioned. So is the clerk of court. But he said, well, if we possibly can figure out the voter intent, we try to count the vote. And my thought immediately was, well, that might be a, a nice sentiment to be if you're the registrar, but it doesn't follow the law. The law says if it's not signed and witnessed correctly, it just doesn't get counted. Because this is the difference, man. If we show up in person, whether it's at the registrar's voting in early voting, there you are in person, show them your ID, sign the slip, vote with that little plastic card. That's early voting. Or on election day, there you are standing right in front of them, again with your license, 
signing the voting roll to then go in behind the curtains. They see you right there. They see if your ID matches you. A lot of times they already know you. When you vote absentee, there aren't any of those assurances. So all the law can do is demand that if you're going to vote absentee, you have to execute the ballot in a certain way. And that's certainly for the voter to sign it and then to have it, have it witnessed. But there's, there's an indication that in some of the, the black areas, a gentleman goes through the nursing home and witnesses a whole bunch of ballots. Well, you absolutely cannot do that. Okay. One per- it's supposed to be a family member that witnesses the ballots, and certainly one person can't witness 50 ballots. That defeats the did whole that, purpose. Did that happen a uh, bunch? It, it, if it only, that's the thing. If it only happened in one nursing home, that's enough to, I mean, again, a one-vote margin. Like you say, Moon, you know, in a race where the winner wins by 300 or 400 or 500, even if you say 100 bad votes, Okay, well, now they just win by 400 instead of 500. We throw out the 100 bad votes. But with one, one vote, I mean, even even just if the courts, if the Louisiana Supreme Court says, and I'm just playing it out in my head, both arguments, the Louisiana Supreme Court said, we're sorry, the law says you have to object four days ahead of time to defective ballots. The Nicholson campaign didn't do that. So those were waived. So all that's left is this double vote. Mm -hmm. Even the two people who voted twice, that's two extra votes. That's one more than is necessary to change the outcome with a one vote, you know, margin of victory. So I, I just, and then I think you, I'm, I'm over analyzing it, but then I, c- I could just truly see the Louisiana Supreme Court saying it's been addressed by two judges. Yeah. But if they see something like an interpretation of law in the statute that you remember two, two years ago that Mayor Adrian Perkins yep. was knocked out of the race for a mayor. Now his problem was that he failed to fill out the notice of candidacy correctly mm-hmm. that then that's a that was a different analysis and but still two courts had said sorry he didn't do it correctly he doesn't get to run the louisiana came in supreme court came in and said well the statute specifically rep- precluded certain things and didn't specifically preclude here that he um okay. write down the address where he got his home ho- homestead exemption that was different for adrian mayor perkins well, he uh, ultimately and lost. I mean, of course. Hold, yeah. you, hold your thought. I want to come back. A couple more quick questions. I'll get you out of here. But let me take a quick break. Roy Alexander is an attorney watching this cattle parish sheriff deal. That, uh, we'll see if the Supreme Court even hears it at all. We'll take a break. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren. But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could? Protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at MatthewJames.com. 
Com. You know what? Trust means everything when you're selling or buying a home. And I know this for a fact. Nicole Spellman Group, they're the ones that you have to depend on because they're the ones you can trust. And trust means everything. Your biggest possession, your most prized investment is your home. And I trust Nicole Spellman Group every single time. If I'm going to sell my home or buy a home, Nicole Spellman Group, you got to have somebody you can trust. That's Nicole Spellman Group. You know, the average realtor only spends a few hundred dollars a month marketing for you. The Nicole Spellman Group spends tens of thousands every month, every month to attract new and more buyers, which increases demand to sell your home faster. And guess what? For top dollar. That's why I trust the number one team serving the entire state of Louisiana, the Nicole Spellman Group, to sell my home. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home, the Nicole Spellman Group. So do this now. Go online to NicoleSpellmanGroup.com, NicoleSpellmanGroup.com, or just Google Nicole Spellman Group. Nicole Spellman Group, I'm telling you right now, why go anywhere else? She's the real deal. Growing up, huh? Be go. <laughs> inside joke. Anyway, great to have you back. 844-766-6607. Royal Alexander, attorney out of the Shreveport Bossier area, joining us right now to talk a little bit about the case. Hey, 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 Royal, if if this case goes to the Supreme Court, okay, what do they do to determine the outcome? Do they just read the information that's been laid out there? Do the do does uh, both sides get to go present a case? Do they both get 20 minutes? How does that work when they go to state Supreme Court? I think, you know, the, that's a great question. The Second Circuit, a, a, court, a court of appeal, and that's what both of them are, the Second Circuit and the Supreme Court, ultimately is the ultimate court of appeal. But a, a court of appeal can decide, you know, we want to hear oral arguments. We have a few questions that we don't think were addressed in either the trial court or the Second Circuit. So, yes, the the court, Second Circuit Court of Appeal in Shreveport allowed for oral argument. I think it was 30 minutes both sides. Um, the Louisiana Supreme Court could have the attorneys go down there and make those same arguments. And you always get some sense, and you've heard this about U.S. Supreme Court oral argument, and you get, and then you can be wrong by the way the judge asked the question, too, thinking, well, they're leaning this way, and that's not the way they rule. But it does give some indication to hear a panel of judges or justices asking questions, because that's really telling both sides what's on the justice's mind and lead to how they may rule. But in this case, let me let me me stop you. Can they make, can the Supreme Court just make a decision? They got to read something to say, no, we're not going to hear it. Yes, we're going to hear it. I mean, they got to at least take the testimony that's before them. Am I correct? Or they could just reject the case. They could just say, we are rejecting the writ. We're not going to grant the writ. And the case is done. And and I could see them doing that because, again, Moon, in the year 2000, there was a case out of Red River Parish that was decided, a sheriff race like this one, decided by three votes. Wow. The difference in that one, though, was the candidate trying to defeat the incumbent was uh, made some effort to object. In fact, he objected categorically four days before the election to all the absentee ballots. It's just like, Moon, you going in there representing a campaign or the candidate themselves saying, I categorically object to all the ballots. A court can look and say, well, 
that counts for due diligence on the and that's one other thing we didn't talk about in the first segment a candidate or a campaign has to show some effort of due diligence mm-hmm. to correct the defective ballots before election day and they're arguing well john nicholson didn't start making objections till after election day and i would come back it's like i've in my mind but on if i were the attorney for either side i feel like i w- would make those arguments but um nicholson come back comes back and says but I didn't know about the double voting, so I couldn't have made that objection. Sure. But then the other side could say, well, what did you do? Did you even have anyone in there the day of? Did you? Mm-hmm. So, it, it, you know, these courts, especially the Supreme Court, they're looking at statewide precedent. They know whatever they write in this opinion, if they hear it, mm-hmm. which is why sometimes it's just easier for the top court to not hear something. Because in the future, any of these election challenges, they're going to go back to what then will be called Nicholson versus Whitehorn, mm-hmm. and those are the two candidates, and it'll be thrown back up in the face of the Louisiana Supreme Court, however they rule here. But again, with a one-vote margin, it's like Moon, like you said a minute ago, I'm sure there's some fraud and irregularities in every election, and, and sometimes it's just human error, sometimes it's just when you have over 40,000 votes, which is unfortunately a very low turnout, um, and when you have that, mistakes will be made. And usually, if you got 50 or 100 bad votes and the winner wins about 400, it doesn't matter because yeah. it doesn't change the outcome. But, me, but here... Yeah. No, go ahead and finish. No, no, but but here with a one-vote margin. Go ahead, man. No, what I'm saying is you got a one-vote margin. You only had 28% of registered voters turnout. Somebody, I'm over there kicking my butt going, I ain't telling no... I get it. I bet if you went in that parish... And ask everybody, registered voters, did they vote? Every one of them So I voted. I voted. And one vote, five votes, a family could have went vote, able to change the outcome, of, or help Mr. Whitehorn win by a bigger margin. Uh, but last thing, and this has nothing to do with this case, but it really does. You know, Brandon Trosclair was out there. And everybody thought, well, Brandon don't know what he's talking about. But he did talk about being able to, we cannot order our elections. You cannot go back and audit every vote. He was right. He was right about that part yeah. of his argument. He was 100% right. He, he totally was, and Brandon deserves great credit. He does. Sometimes when the person in a campaign, sometimes when you run Moon and make a strong point, even if you don't win, Brandon Trosclair raised the debate to uh, the statewide level about the need for paper ballots. He absolutely did that, and we ought to be grateful to him. Yeah, and I, I talked to uh, Miss Landry, Nancy Landry, and Nancy said that – the new machines will have a traceable paper ballot. It may not be counted that way, but if you got something like this, you can go back and count every vote. All right, Royal, God bless. Yeah, Thank you so much. Good, buddy. Take care, Moon. All right, thanks. All right, folks, going to take a quick break. Be right back. More to Moon Graffon Show. Don't go nowhere. Can't rip a con giveaway. We'll do that at the end of the second hour. Schumacher Homes is now has a big deal for you. Fixed financing offered and available. Thanks to a limited time offer, you can lock in 
5.875% fixed rate for 30 years. No better time than today to start building your dream home. And that's what Schumacher Homes do. They build your dream home. Your dream home, not theirs, yours. Call them and visit SchumacherHomes.com, SchumacherHomes.com. Schumacher Homes has been successfully crafting affordable custom homes for over three decades. Three decades. And a commitment to ensuring a pleasant, straightforward, stress-free home building experience is the key. They start you at the beginning, and they walk through the process to your home is a dream home, your dream home. Contact them today, either by phone or going to SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com, schedule your free, no-obligation design and pricing meeting. Do it up front. They want to tell you everything up front. Schumacher Homes, SchumacherHomes.com, SchumacherHomes.com. We all use technology to make our lives simpler, but you may be losing a human touch with your customers. If your business telephone system is antiquated or you're near the end of a contract with your Internet and phone service provider, it's time to contact Line One about their hosted phone service. They can set up with the technology tools to create a more personal relationship with your customers utilizing their state-of-the-art cloud-based telephone system. Line One has user-friendly phones, web meetings, video conferencing, and can integrate your smartphones with your office phone system. Imagine your smartphone integrated with your business phone system. With the Line One app, your office will have the ability to transfer calls directly to your smartphone. And when you make a call from the app, it will display the call ID of your business, not your cell number. Your Line One system will be intimately configured for your business needs. Check us out at line.one. Line.one. It's time to talk to the professionals. Learn more about the technology with a human touch. Go to line.one and tell them Moon sent you. When you think about how... (laughs) Hey, everyone. Let's all stop what we're doing and take a moment. You see? Every moment can be kind of special. But they can be loud moments, goofy moments, dorky moments. It doesn't matter. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Bikers Against Child Abuse empowers children to not feel afraid of the world in which they live. For more information, visit BACAWorld.org. Our helpline is 866-885-9474. BACA, breaking the chains of abuse. This hour of the Moon Griffon Show brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome back to Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number. Okay, so we, we heard uh, Royal. We heard about elections and no way to go back and count the votes. I've asked Brandon Trotz, Claire, to join us again. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing great this morning, Moon. How are you? Have you been keeping up what's going on in, um, in uh, oh, Shreveport? Oh, I, de- I definitely have. uh the phone rings daily about it and emails and people wanting help and wanting solutions and answers and all the above. So I'm very aware of what's, uh, well, what's going on. I was never, I, the whole time you were doing that, we've had you on many, many times to explain, and I played devil's advocate with you because I didn't, I didn't believe our elections were anything wrong with our elections because the outcomes were like I wanted them to be for the most part. So I'm not going there with you. What I'm going to want you to talk about is, so let's say your system was in place. What would be going on right now with this quote recount? Well, you 
Because you remember, let me back up. Remember, they only counted the mail-in ballots. That was it. The other 36,000 was all in the machine, and you said it all along. There's no way to go back and audit the election. You, you're right. That's correct. The only thing that you can audit here in Louisiana is the mail-in paper ballots, which is only about 9% of our votes. There's no way to audit. There's no way to, to, to recount the rest of it. And that's been my problem since day one. So if Trosclair's system was in place, which is a proven system in multiple states around the country, you would have had a certified, auditable election within 45 minutes of the polls closing the first time, and they wouldn't be going through all this rigmarole. It's a circus, and the, the people of Louisiana should be embarrassed. You would have had a certified election where you can recount Every single ballot, yeah. not just nine percent of the ballots. And by the way, it would only be forty-three thousand. We're not talking about forty-three million. It, it it doesn't matter how many it is, Moon. We had a system in place, a proven system in place that we would have gave the people of Louisiana a certified, counted election within forty-five minutes of the polls closing in the first place. Doesn't matter if it's forty-three thousand or not. But to your point, guess who they're calling? They're calling us and wanting us to do demos and an example on how we can do uh, a hand count paper ballot up there in Shreveport for the next election. Mm -hmm. And that's the right way. That's the, that's the most transparent so, and honest way to have an election. So you want you want an election that's paper ballots from start to finish? Yeah. There's, there's no other way. You, you go to recount, and what are you recounting? You're only able to count the paper ballots. There's no way to audit our elections here in Louisiana. No, you said that. You know? I'm, you, I'm saying right now, I'm calling you like everybody else because you were right about that because they mm -hmm. proved it in Caddo. Not a cut on Caddo. Right. Right. It's just where it's happening. You get a one-vote right. win, uh, so to speak, then you start finding about irregularities. Well, if you had a paper ballot to trace all that, to trail all that, then you yep. could actually account every ballot. Hey, maybe the guy won by 113 votes. Maybe he lost yep. by 17. I don't know. We're not going to ever know yeah, now. And that's why yeah, I think they need to go to, they probably need to have another election. I, and I agree. I think that's going to be happening, I believe, in March, if, I, if my understanding is correct. So, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, we've been yeah, it really it's twofold. It's one that there's no accountability and transparency with the election process. But then it's also we can get into the dirty registration rules. If you clean up the registration as well, you don't have to worry about how many people dead people voted in that, in that election in Shreveport. Was it five? They said it was there was um, a number. That, I don't remember the number, but they, they, they claimed yeah. there was some dead people that voted. I mean, you might be right you, on a number. I don't clean remember. Up, clean up your registration like they're supposed to, like the people of Louisiana deserve, and then you give them a completely transparent uh, election process, and everybody feels safe and secure and, and honest about, hey, well, if you lost by one, you lost by one. Here's the proof in the pudding. Yeah. Now, right now, I mean, both of these candidates, you know, they both have their arguments. No matter what, they're both, somebody's done cry foul even in the March election because there's no accountability and transparency, and I feel bad for both of them. I've met both of them on the campaign trail. Um, as you know, I've, I've visited Shreveport sure. 22 times, and they're sure. both great guys, fantastic guys, and I feel bad for both of them. Yeah, this is uh, my big thing I wanted to concentrate with you. So let's talk about today. Let's say that the election was over, one vote, mm -hmm. and they say we're going to redo the votes. Under your system that you were trying to implement, what would we be doing today? We had a one-vote victory, but we had some 
questions and problems. You recount on a one-vote victory anyway. Okay, let's be blunt. Yeah. If it gets within a certain percentage, you recount anyway. So what your system, what would you be doing right now if your system was in place? Well, you can just show it. You can let the people audit. You can audit at the precinct level um, or the whole district on that sheriff's district, the whole Caddo Parish. You can recount them all again in every single one and be done within a matter of hours and have it totally done again. And, again, if it's done correctly, the vote tally should match the same exact thing as what they had on uh, on Election Day. And, again, you can audit that system, and there's proof in that system. And, you know, again, you can go down to every single precinct or the whole parish and, and figure out where, where was an irregularity. Um, yeah. And, again, so you just do it over again, takes a matter of a few hours, and, and you're done, and you got the, the, the right vote count again from the get-go. The clerks that it's would... It's a very simple process. Yeah, Brandon Trotsky, who ran for Secretary of State. Brandon, the clerks that were against you, and I heard a bunch of them were, they said, yeah. there's no way we can hand count when the election's over. We got old workers. We got people that are tired. They've been there for 10, 12 hours, whatever the time is. You can't ask them to stick around and count the vote, and that's going to take them half a day. That was the argument against what you were trying to do. That's correct. It's, it's because the clerks were not open, open-minded. open They didn't want to see the system that we have in place that they use in Texas, that they use in Arkansas, like they use in Missouri and Florida. We had a system where it would take one more person than what they currently have at the polls, and within 45 minutes of the polls closing, you would be counted. You know, you got this argument by, by, by moon by smart people. They're running around and saying, we can't count tens of thousands of votes at every single precinct in one night. Well, Moon, and here in Louisiana, we have very, very small precincts. The average precinct is 750 voters, and you got less than 50% turnout. It's going to take you in no time to count those three. Well, let me back up. The, the precincts have 750 voters. You had uh, 30, you had less than 30% turnout. So let's yeah. just, uh, I mean, ooh. Fifty percent would be would be three seventy five. Fifty percent would be three seventy five, and you almost had half of that. So you could you know you could put it at two hundred votes. That would be about two hundred votes a precinct. My point is that's how it would be so simple. They got precincts up there in Caddo Parish where they had like sixteen people vote. You know, in the in the in last year's election. So there's very very small precincts, and that's the benefit that we have here in Louisiana. Small precincts. It's not going to take you all day and all night and several days and weeks that's 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 a misconception of the process that's what happened in arizona when they're dealing with dominion tabulators not a hand counted paper ballot so the problem there was and look my problem has never been with the clerks i think they've done a great job but my argument with them was is that they were closed-minded and didn't want to see what the process looked like because they believe that it's too cumbersome and it can't be done when we're showing them a proven system. So again, my system, you had a hand-marked secure paper ballot back there in, in October, or again in the runoff or whatever in November, you had a certified election that night. And if somebody wanted to cry foul, you recount it again, and you're gonna get the same, uh, the same um, vote tally again a second time and say, here, count them yourself. Yeah. You wanna bring in the representatives and your attorneys from your uh, deal, count them yourself. Well, my They're big reason, my big reason for calling you that you, that I'm claiming you were right on, you said mm-hmm. we have no way to audit our deal. And Correct. we're watching it take place. 
in a election where you have one. Yeah, when you win by 27,000 votes, me and you both get it. When you win yep. by one yep. or five or eight, and you had some yep. discrepancies, how do we fix yep. that? And uh, now we're in court one. Now court two could be at the Supreme Court. However they rule, somebody's going to be mad. However they rule. And they should be. And they should be. And they should be. Yeah. And then you're going to have the but, race yeah. prep fact because the Democrats will holler race no matter what. So you got that coming into play. And they get mad at me for saying that, but that always comes into play no matter what. But the fact of the matter Moon. is... Uh, Moon. What? It's a lose-lose situation for the people up there no matter what. And at the end of the day, you go to page five of the Louisiana Legislative Audit Report, and it clearly says in there that Louisiana doesn't audit our elections, nor do we even have the ability to audit our elections. Our elected officials and our leaders know this, they've been knowing this, and they failed the people of Louisiana. Yep. All righty, know Brandon. that we got a problem and they haven't done anything to fix right. it. I, I think I'm giving credit where credit is due. You said it, yep. and now we're watching it. So anyway, good luck to you, sir. Yep. Thank you, Moon. All appreciate right, you, brother. All right, God bless. We appreciate it. All right, take a break. Your calls are welcome. 844-766-6607. Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. Humbling beginning, Dino Hardwoods is trying to provide superior service and quality products for their customers. Hey, I know Charles Altman. He does a great job. If you're looking for lumber, Dino Hardwoods stocks a large selection of domestic and import hardwood lumber in Cypress. You ought to see that stuff. Exotic lumber, they got that as well. Trust in Dino Hardwoods when it comes to your exotic lumber needs right now. Molding, plywood, paint, and L products, they are ready for you. They got three great locations. The corporate office is right here at Broussard, Louisiana. There's an office in Shreveport on 2801 Valley View Drive and one in Tyler, Texas, 12492 Highway 155 North. Hey, if you're looking for something different and something new and somebody who will service you, it's Dino Hardwoods. I'm telling you, don't forget Dino Hardwoods. DinoHardwoods.com. DinoHardwoods.com. Great locations. They can service you. They can deliver. DinoHardwoods.com. Check out this great Louisiana Company. Folks, if you get a chance to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there have really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill and that sauce and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Highland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, Hey, check them out. If you headed that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. Support local.
back to the Moon Grafon show where he's just, a, as a talk show host, he's just busy talking, just not in the room. That, that's all to do with my engineer. Engineers over here in my ear over here about some stuff, and so I was making sure we get we get uh, clear clearance with the engineer. How's that sound? Have a great day to be with us. 844-766-6607 is the number. It is uh, Matthew James Tax Wealth Management. Hotline, don't forget we're going to give away Kane Rebecons at the end of next hour. Uh, coming at the top of the hour, we have, I know at the bottom of our list, Morell's going to join us. He's our solicitor general, soon to be attorney general. Uh, also at the top of our, Danny McCormick, Representative Danny McCormick, about these concealed carry permits. And uh, trying to get it where you don't have to register for one anymore, Joe. In other words, you can carry without that. So uh, Danny's been trying to get some stuff passed. He's bringing it back up again. Of course, the media's freaking out. Speaking of the media, Joe Biden, you know, Joe Biden has the same approval number as uh, as Bell Edwards. They both in the upper 30s. Exact same approval number as Bell. I'm not making it up. They both in the upper 30s. Now, I get a kick out of this because I told you I'm not going to let Edwards and the devil's advocate tell y'all about Bell and how great Bell did. Bell hurt his state. He devastated it. So what do they do? They starting all the puff pieces at the end of the year of old Bell Edwards and oh look what he did. So now Stephanie Grace, who don't have a clue about nothing, interviews him, and she mentions again about expanding Medicaid. Best decision you made. No question, Bill says. And let me just finish it. Over oh, half a million working poor Louisiana's have health insurance. Joe, a lot of the people had health insurance. They got off of company health insurance, and they went on Medicaid. Because they went from paying something, I have to pay a dang thing. That's costing us a half a billion dollars a year. And it ain't good to be on government care. He is bragging about government. He cannot brag about anything else. And when I look at all these articles, he can't talk about nothing but government, 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 government. That's it. Bell says, that's a good thing. It helped address our record budget problems that I inherited it, the $2 billion budget deficit, folks. And I'm not going to lose my mind. I know some of you people say, I'm, I'm sick of you saying I'm sick. Well, you're going to let him keep saying it. You've been letting him say it for eight years, and it's a lie. It's a lie from hell. He can never prove a $2 billion budget deficit. Just like zero Z's rain. I'll come back and show you. It was almost a year ago. It was nine months. Zero Z's rang. Big Republican fraud squad. Clay shakes not a boy. Never came back. Bell is lying. And let me just say this again, and I don't know how else to put the joke. I don't have a truck note now, okay? But when I first bought my truck, I had a truck note. Now, if I go get a truck and you bought a vehicle before, and you probably had to pay a monthly note. If you didn't, you were blessed. Okay, I hate, I hate a vehicle note. Don't mind, don't mind buying a vehicle, but I hate a vehicle note. So, Joe, when you, when you bought your vehicle, you had to sign, what, two, 3,000 papers? Okay. You signed it with your name on it, correct? And then you committed to pay a certain 400 a month, whatever it was. So here's my question. Did you inherit th that car note and that truck, or did, you, or did you sign off on it? I made the conscious decision to, to take on that debt. Okay. Stop right there. Bingo. Right answer. Everybody knows that. Bell Edwards is telling everybody, old Bell boy, 
is out there telling everybody, oh, no, I inherited it. The dude was a representative for Bobby Jindal's eight years. This is a fact. He cannot argue with this. I don't give a damn how much lawyer he got in him. He was a Bobby Jindal floor leader. He voted for eight. He voted for six of the first seven budgets. He did not inherit a $2 billion budget deficit. It was $1.2 billion at the most. And if you go back and look at the election with Vitter, they were talking about an $850 million that went from $1.2 to $2 billion. They made it up. Him and Jay Darden made it up. And he had the advocate, the devil's advocate, who does not care about the truth, will never print the truth about bail. They started repeating that. I've been losing my mind for eight years on this. Why? Because they're lying. I saw it. Jim Inkster had his last radio program, and Jim said how honest he was. Jim, wake up. There's no honesty in this guy. He's not an honor code guy. There was no $2 billion budget deficit. Let's say he was right about that part of it. He didn't inherit it. He signed off to it. When he votes, Joe, it's like signing that note. He signed off to those budgets. And I don't count the last one because he was running for governor. But he can't. this is the puff piece of that filthy, nasty, John George's piece of crap, the devil's advocate. Okay, there was no $2 billion deficit, and he didn't inherit any of it. He voted for it, folks. It makes me so mad to see him still putting out the lie. Then he starts talking about Medicaid, okay? He's talking about how Louisiana is so much better than Florida and Texas. Really? Because they didn't take it. They didn't take it because they're not trying to see how many poor people they can create. They're trying to see how many people they can create that are wealthy, can do for themselves. Edwards, minimum wage increase, Medicaid. Yeah, people are running to Florida and uh, Texas because they're not looking for Medicaid expansion and minimum wage increase. It's, it's unbelievable what this guy's done to us that people are allowing them. Then it got into abortion. But, of course, she never brings up that John. Why didn't she ask one question? John, Bill Edwards, sir, what do you think about a woman's right to choose? And back, actually, if you look at his answers on some of this stuff, he starts talking about the Supreme Court and things of that. And he's all over the place. So then they ask him about climate change. I want to go back to something I reminded you. She at least got this right. Climate wasn't a big topic in the 2015 election. No, he never ran on this in 2019. He started on this after his last election, and he started on this when he went to Glasgow or wherever, when he went over there and said, hey, when I get out of office, I can make a lot of money if I bring in the Green New Deal. And nobody can argue with me on this because that's where he's going, and that's what he's going to make money on, all this ignorance of this climate change crazy crap. You know what Bedwood says? It was not a big issue in 2015. It ain't a big issue now. It's not even an issue at all. But he talks about the hurricanes. Yep, go back to the budget. Without hurricanes, without floods, our budget, we're screwed. He got $7 billion in tax increases. He's doing stuff like, you know, it's the hottest year ever. He just listens to stuff and says, 95% of climate scientists believe climate change is real. Hey, Bill, get it right. It's 97%, and all of them work for government. He thinks we got a moral obligation to do something with the planet. 
we couldn't do something with the planet no matter what kind of obligation we had. He's stuck on this green. We've had $55 billion worth of low and no-carb energy projects announced in Louisiana. You remember how he's kind of bragging about investment? Federal money, there would be no investment. That $55 billion comes here, which it ain't. But if it did, they're going to pocket some of that. So he pockets $50 million or $30 million. Folks, this is a joke. The Green New Deal is a joke. Thank God. Come the 8th, he's not the governor. Mog, worse we've ever had. Bobby Jindal is looking better every single day. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Gumbo season. This year, I want you to try some Rage and Cajun authentic roux and let Rage and Cajun roux do the hard work for you. Using just two simple ingredients, Rage and Cajun roux, a slow cook for six hours for the perfect dark and rich tasting gumbo. You can find Rage and Cajun roux and Rage and Cajun original Cajun seasoning in all your favorite grocery stores today. Folks, ask them for that Rage and Cajun. Try all your great Rage and Cajun products. Ask for them by name in the grocery store. Raging Cajuns, folks. This food is great. Show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show. And here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL. They came from every corner of the country. From small towns and big cities. But they all shared one thing in common. They belonged to a family called Marines. A tough and determined few. Dedicated to protecting everything we hold sacred. And still... They come. Celebrate the history of those proud few who have earned the title Marine. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. House Republicans are questioning somebody else in their Biden investigations. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. We have momentum now with this impeachment inquiry, and we're going to get the truth for the American people. And hours after Oversight Committee Chair James Comer said that on Fox Business, the Judiciary Committee is questioning at a private deposition assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf. Two IRS whistleblowers allege she tried to stymie their Hunter Biden tax investigation. In one email, Wolf wrote, do not ask questions related to who she wrote as political figure one, the president. That email, I think, is super important because it's a one-off example in writing of the constant concern of following investigative leads that might lead to, to, to Joe Biden. And whistleblower Joseph Ziegler just told Fox in their tax investigation into Hunter Biden. The FBI agents who drafted that affidavit, they believe that they had sufficient evidence, probable cause, to support including political figure one in that affidavit. Now the president and House Democrats all say there's no evidence linking President Biden to his family's overseas business dealings. The House has just passed an $800 plus billion defense spending bill that after Senate approval, it includes pay raises for troops and it extends a key foreign surveillance tool. Israel keeps waging war in Gaza, not giving in to worldwide demands to stop to protect Palestinians with the number killed in Gaza, topping 18,000. U.S. officials continue to weigh in on the conflict. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan arrived in Israel today. He's meeting with top officials, including Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Still, though, 69 days into the war, Washington is not calling for a ceasefire. Fox's Trey Yingston, Israel. Also today, Russia's president vowed not to stop his war in Ukraine until they demilitarize that country. And Vladimir Putin also brought up two American prisoners, Paul Whelan and Evan Gershkovich. Well, it's not that we decline 
to send them home. No, we want to come to terms and these agreements must be mutually acceptable. The U.S. calls them wrongfully detained as spies. America's listening to Fox News. So as we approach the holidays, so many of you are thinking about what charities you want to support this year. If you are planning to give, well, guess what? Our friends in Israel, our brothers and sisters, they need your help big time. Now, after viewing a film of all the atrocities, the heinous attacks by Hamas against innocent Israeli citizens, these are horrors we can never forget. Now, we have partnered with the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, a great organization. They've been on the ground from day one. They're providing critical essentials to hundreds of thousands of Israelis now in need. Food, life-saving aid, emergency equipment to first responders, even bulletproof vests and reinforced ambulances. Now, with the rise of anti-Semitism, our support to strengthen the Jewish state of Israel is more important than ever. Now, please give as generously as you can. Go to HannityForIsrael.com. That's the website. And give as generously as you can. That's HannityForIsrael.com. Hannity for Israel. Court-appointed special advocates, or CASA, are specially trained volunteers that help secure safe homes for abused and neglected children. Don't let these innocent victims slip through the cracks of our complicated legal system. Get involved today. Call CASA at 268-5111. This nonprofit organization moment brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPL. Join parents and experts at understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues designed to help you help your child thrive in school and in life understood.org because understanding is everything brought to you by understood.org and the ad council i love this song i love nachos loving everything you might be buzzed you know what i'd love a ride when it's time to head out if you see a buzz warning sign call for a ride when it's time to go home buzz driving is drunk driving a message from nitsa and the ad council the joe cunningham show has a new start time that's right hey everybody it's me joe cunningham and i want you to join me every weekday at 5 p.m. here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. All of the news and analysis that's important to you right here in Acadiana, be it local, state, or national, going to have that for you during your evening drive every day from 5 to 6 p.m. The Joe Cunningham Show right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Mugger Fawn Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766. Actually, going to call about 10 hours. 844-766-6607. Danny McCormick's supposed to call at about, uh, I think, about 10 hours, 10 or 15 hours, whenever. We'll get him on there about the concealed carry permits. By the way, if you want to if you want to email me and win some cane ripicons, you can do that as well. Uh, moongrafon.com. Moongrafon.com. And uh, it's moon at moongrafon.com. I'm sorry, that's my web. That's my web page. 
Well, we can give you some pecans. Maybe get a shot to win some pecans and have a good time. A lot of people that won, they're all bragging about them. And uh, we do appreciate that. Yeah, I'm a... Uh, Somebody said, "Oh, you just you just long you just don't like Bell." I was I I don't know the man. I only met him once when I went to the mansion. Met him twice. Met him at a at a debate I went watching. I I just not gonna let him sit here, and let the media push him up, and write a legacy that's not true. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he shouldn't be able to go around his, his poll numbers except when the advocate does the polls in the 30s. He got booed at the LSU. Uh, ladies basketball game last year. He got booed at the LSU baseball team, won a national championship last year, and this year at the LSU football game. He got booed again. I'm talking about big-time boos. Media didn't write about that. People know. I don't care what the advocate tries to write or what they're trying to create of this guy. He hurt us. All he can talk about is government, and he's getting ready to make a fortune in the Green New Deal. He wants to argue with me. Just welcome to come on the program as long as he wants. You know? He's a smart, shifty, brilliant lawyer. I'm a dumb talk show host. He ought to have no problem whipping the dumb talk shows. All right, let's jump gears. Representative Danny McCormick, McCormick Johnson. Danny, how you doing? I'm doing great, Moon. How you doing today? Pretty good. Merry Christmas to you, if I don't get to see you again. You bet. You bet. I'm looking forward to it. Going, going to try to put on about five pounds. Uh, that's probably a given no matter who you are. <laughs> if you take any time off and enjoy life, you're going to gain a few pounds. That's that's just part of it. All right, Dan, let's talk about this concealed carry permit. What, you try, what are you trying to get past that because of this horrendous governor and horrendous leadership, you haven't been able to get it across the uh, finish line, but you feel good now. Yeah, I'm feeling good about it. I'm, I'm very, very happy to have a conservative governor, Jeff Landry, and uh, and looking forward to carrying that bill under his leadership. And uh, we, you know, which constitutional carry bill basically says if you can uh, legally open carry in Louisiana, you can legally uh, conceal carry without a permit. It's uh, it's legal in 26 states now. Every state that touches Louisiana has it. And uh, we're just trying to give the freedoms and liberties back to the people of Louisiana that were taken uh, from them that uh, they uh, they deserve, and and I'm very happy to have different leadership to run this bill. We've been we've been running it hard. It's very popular in Louisiana, and uh, excited about getting constitutional carry passed. Well, tell people what constitution constitutional carry will mean to them because it, you know you hear it, you hear it, you hear it, but a lot of times it's not explained. So I want you to tell people what this will do that changes from what we're doing now. It means that you can conceal, can, uh, can conceal carry a firearm without a, a government permit or paying a fee to the government. And uh, basically now in Moon, Moon in Louisiana, you, uh, you can open carry a firearm, say, percent instance on your side. But if you put a coat on and cover, cover up that firearm, now you're a criminal. And, uh, and, wow. and, of course, like any other laws, only uh, law-abiding citizens will be able to carry these, uh, carry your weapons uh, concealed. And, uh, like I said, it's in 26 states has it now, and we're excited about making Louisiana that state. Now, I do want to make this specifically clear to your listeners, Moon. If this bill does passes, pass, uh, you will have a freedom to carry uh, concealed with a permit more places than you can concealed than you can constitutional carry. So... The permitting process would be, still be in place because uh, 
we have reciprocity with other states and people want to keep that reciprocity. Uh, they're able to carry concealed in, in more places with a, uh, a concealed uh, permit, but uh, with constitutional carry will allow, uh, you know, you're talking about hundreds of dollars to go through this government uh, red tape to be able to get a license to carry a gun. In Louisiana, there are a lot of people that can't afford those fees. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, I guess, Danny, you know, when I go down a road and travel, a lot of times I'll put a gun right down the front seat. I just leave it out in the open, and they tell me that's, that's all good. But what you're telling me is if I wanted to carry a gun, I won't have to have a permit, and I can carry it anywhere I want to? Is there still places you can't carry? No, there's still places you can't carry. And before you start carrying... With, with or without a permit, you need to research the laws because there are will be places that you can't carry. And any business, uh, too, can put a sign on the front door asking you not to open carry or conceal carry with or without a permit on their door. Uh-huh. So each this won't inflect individual businesses' liberty to decide who they want to carry in their facility or not. And, of course, there are several government facilities you can't get, carry in. So before you start exercising your constitutional carry rights, you need to make sure that uh that you research it properly so do you, you know what your limitations are but danny does that mean anybody can carry at that point or just if you're a law-abiding citizen you automatically can carry which is basically what the constitution says yes you have to be a law-abiding citizen you uh you know there are people that are exempt uh, that aren't, aren't able to carry a weapon one way or the other whether it's uh with a permit, without a permit, or, or open carrying, those people, this doesn't apply to them, just the law-abiding citizens. Uh, I'd say, you know, for instance, Moon, in Louisiana, you have to be 21 years old to get a concealed carry mm-hmm. permit. And so right now, an 18, 19, 20-year-old girl cannot put a pistol in her purse, no matter how proficient she is with a weapon, and protect herself from rapists and murders. Wow. To me, that is completely un- un- unbelievable that we would allow... 18-year-old girls that are most vulnerable in their life not allow the protection of a firearm. It's, it's just it's unbelievable to me. But if you get everything passed, Danny, that young girl can put a 38 or whatever in her purse, and she won't have to go get tests. She won't have to be approved for anything. She can just put it in a purse, and there's nothing to worry about. That That's correct. And as long as she carries within the limits of the law, that's correct. And, uh, you know, she's walking out to her, her uh, car, uh, you know, in the, at, you know, at 10 o'clock at night, she put her hand in her purse, put her hand on her pistol. And, and she's, she has the uh, ability to, to, uh, confront a rapist or a murderer that may attack her right now. Louisiana doesn't give them that right. And we're hoping to give those rights to them, uh, uh in the, in the regular session, when we bring these bills so, up. So right now, Danny, let's say, I'm going out of town. Let's say I'm going to Shreveport, going to see you, whatever. And I decide to carry a gun but don't have a permit. How much trouble can I get in? Well, you could, it, your vehicle in Louisiana is considered I'm not talking about the vehicle. Home, I'm, talking can... about, I'm talking about when I get out, I walk in a hotel room, spend a night in Shreveport, and, and put, have a gun on me that's hid. Am I, under, am I against, uh, against the law at that point? Yes, you're a criminal. Oh, my That's God. I'm glad they don't always check me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm seriously, I'm not, leaving, I'm not leaving my gun in a truck if I'm standing at a hotel somewhere in Louisiana because I'm not. So, like I said, I'm glad they you don't bet. check me because if they check me, moon going to jail. 
they are basic. Louisiana has basically taken the right to self-defense away from you, and that's shameful. Well, I don't have a I don't have a concealed carry permit. I'm just being blunt with you. I I want to put it in my truck. I put it in my truck, but I'll be dang if I'm gonna not bring it into the hotel or to stay somewhere. That way, I would be dumb right. just to leave it in your truck. I, I agree, it would be. But you know, Louisiana does dumb things, so that's. <laughs> you know, but we're we're looking forward to it. it. It's it's one of the most popular bills in Louisiana, and uh, we're way overdue of getting this legalized. Let me. I'm gonna change gears with you for the next couple minutes that I got you. Uh, are we gonna get closed primaries? You th- is that gonna be? Sw- this is what bothers me. Uh, and I'm staying out the way. Jeff's gonna have his agenda. I know Jeff. Y'all, I mean, this is a big victory a few a, a month or two ago, but. If you get so involved in the taxes and everything going on, will something like closed primaries get swept away? Or do you feel like the Republicans will make this one of the many priorities in this first session? Because I think if you're going to get it done, you got to get it done in the first session. Just your thoughts. Yeah, I'm, I definitely support closed primaries, and, and I haven't talked to, to uh, Governor Landry about it, but I th- I've, I've I've been told that he does support them too, and and hopefully we'll we'll get it. I don't know particularly anybody right now that's carrying that bill. We're still a long ways away from March, though. But yes, we need to get closed primaries uh, passed so yeah, we can you see, get rid of. Uh, but well, what, what the reason I'm bringing it up to you? First of all, you're on the radio with me. But number two, the reason I'm asking is I know what happens. Everybody talks about all this stuff during the election, and you get through the election, then everybody focuses on some of the stuff, not all of it. And I think if this gets swept away uh, before this first session's over, it'll never get done. And that's that's what. And I don't want a watered down version of it. I mean, it at least needs to be the federal and the statewide and the and the local representative and senate races. If we just started there. I think we can see a difference in the state. I agree. I don't think we would have John Bell Edwards for eight years if we had closed primaries. That's how important this is. I mean, you as you very well know, probably what would have happened, what I would prefer to have, you have the uh, the uh, primary elections in the spring, and uh, and then whoever loses gets gives them about six months from getting over being butthurt about losing, and uh, they can get behind the winner of the Republican Party in uh, the general election in the fall, and... Uh, and and elect good conservative leaders, but but what the jungle primaries in Louisiana's favor the Democrats, not the Republicans right now. I agree a hundred percent. Well, Democrats, I think the black Democrats will want to vote for it. White Democrats won't. But you got a lot of rhinos that don't want no part of this. Anyway, Danny, let you go. Good luck with the bill. It's gonna be an interesting year. Merry Christmas. God bless. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a great day. All right, take care. All right, we gotta take another break when we get back. More of the Moon Graffon Show, Liz Merle, Solicitor General, Attorney General elect, will join us for a few minutes after coming out of the bottom hour. Folks, you hear me brag about a new advertisement. South Star Urgent Care is the name you need to know. Listen, you, you look up, you're in the middle of the night, you're looking, God, where do we go? South Star Urgent Care. They open on weekends, they open at night, they can get you taken care of. If you got, if you're sick, if you're feeling bad, 
Maybe you coughing, dehydrated, fever, flu, fractures, South Star Urgent Care wants to service you, and they're going to treat you like you want to be treated. They're going to get you in, get you out. You're not going to sit in a dark waiting room for a bunch of times. South Star Urgent Care. Go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com. You know you can register before you go and set your appointment. Hey, it's really cool. These folks at South, South Star greet you with a genuine smile and make you feel very comfortable. Folks, you're looking for the perfect urgent care? It's South Star Urgent Care. Go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com. South Star Urgent Care It's the urgent care you need. Go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com. As parents, we have a lot to be proud of. Our kids are smart, talented, and dedicated, but all of them are at risk. One in three Louisiana high school students use e-cigarettes, and every day more teens struggle with vape-related problems like nicotine addiction and lung damage. The time to talk to your teen is now, and we can help. Get vaping facts, talking tips, and quitting resources at BehindTheHazeLA.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Department of Justice. Oh, Shucks, you've been hearing me brag about Shucks. has been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there's oysters, there's fish, all fresh every day right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks. Let them cater the event for you. Or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks, oh, they're good. The Life. <clears throat> Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year from the Moon Graffon Show. Easy listening sounds on the Moon Graffon Show. Nonpartisan, most nonpartisan, nonpolitical show on the air today, anywhere in the, in the United States of America. Hey, folks, I've been bragging about South Star Urgent Care. Okay, South Star Urgent Care. So I told you my experience. This was lad. This was this Monday, this week. Son was feeling bad. Bride went to where I've been telling you to go. Southstarmoon.com. Southstarmoon.com, and you can check in online. Didn't realize we had one right around the corner where I live. She was in and out. She set up the appointment before she ever went. Folks, this is awesome. They open after hours. They open on some weekends. All you got to do is go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com, and they take care of you. Here's another quick story. Yesterday, Joe, I told you this. A friend of mine, let's just call him Philip. Philip says, hey, man, uh, South Star Urgent Care, right? I said, yeah, go to southstarmoon.com. He went. Text me back later. Got an appointment at 12.05. He went in. I called him. Philip, how you feeling? Doing fine. He think I might have some kind of flu. I said, how'd it go? He said, man, you talk about easy. And you talk about treated right. Philip, my good friend Philip said, man, we were treated really, really well. And we had an opportunity to check in. We had our appointment scheduled to go in. I got everything I needed. They tested me for stuff. They treated me for stuff. And they worked really good. I'm telling y'all, South Star Urgent Care started right here in Louisiana and Lafayette. It's, it's spread out not only in Louisiana and other states, but if you're looking for the right urgent care, trust me from my experiences and trust my friend Philip because he said professional. Treat you like you want to be treated. You didn't feel like a number. You felt like a patient. You felt like a patient that was going to somebody who cared how I feel. 
That's South Star Urgent Care. But I need you to go to SouthStarMoon.com, SouthStarMoon.com. They can treat you just about for anything. But, hey, you can get your appointments early. It's the place to go. South Star Urgent Care. Go to SouthStarMoon.com. It, it's, I'm just telling y'all, they got a lot of good ones probably out there, but these people know what they're doing. Know how to treat you, too. Anyway, so I don't have long in this segment. I just wanted to touch a couple of things on this. Uh, so Bel Air was asked by Stephanie Grace. Uh, it wasn't a big issue in 2015, but look at what happened. Since 15, 56 Paris declared major federal disaster from flooding. That's happened before. That didn't come from a named storm. That's happened before. It came from two afternoon thunderstorms that stuck around for multiple days. Dropped record amounts of rain. Happened before. Then unprecedented uh, numbers and severity of hurricanes, including two strongest storms ever to hit our state. Happened before. We had winter storms. We had droughts. It's happened before. Joe, we had a winter storm a year or two ago when electricity was out for three days. Droughts. We've had droughts. Go pull it up. Bell Edwards is just full of bunk. He act like it only happened under his watch. We've had winter storms. We had droughts. We've had wildfires. We've had wildfires before. We've had low Mississippi River allowing saltwater intrusion. Joe, that's happened so many times. He just rattles crap. And he threatened our drinking water. I mean, you just need to be aware of what's happening. Then you listen to the scientists. Hottest record ever. 95% of climate scientists believe climate change is real. And everyone unpaid by the government. But I believe in going to be successful is the economic investments we made. No matter where you stand on climate, everybody appreciates investment, economic development, jobs, careers. We had $55 billion worth of low, no-carbon energy projects announced in Louisiana. Really? 80,000 net jobs. Where are they? Who's getting those jobs? That's not true. This is, this is ludicrous from this guy. Because they're still thinking we're a traditional all state. No, we, as a matter of fact, the oil and gas companies, are, yeah, they're crazy. They want the money. I, but he says, yes, I'm, obviously I'm concerned about the way Jeff Landry has talked about the energy tra- transition and climate change. But at the end of the day, other states are doing it too, and they're crazy too. This guy's sick about this, man. He's going to make his money in this. That's why he's for it. But when it breaks and it falls and it destroys us, I want you all to remember Bell. Remember Bell bragging about it. He's talking about Landry saying, well, climate change is a hoax. It is. It's the biggest communist movement that's ever went across the United States, ever, ever. Anyway, then he mentions Bobby Jindal again, you know? Look at where they were under Bobby Jindal. Hey, Bell, were you not a representative for eight years under Bobby? Were you not a floor leader for Bobby? He was. He was the floor leader for Bobby Jindal for the Democrat Party. He helped Bobby get those budgets across. He can't deny that. Media forgot to mention that. Wonder why. All right, when we get back, Attorney General elect Liz Merle. We'll be right back.
company gifts to thank my loyal sponsors. Cane River Pecan Company is family-owned, Louisiana company since 1969, and features the premier selection of gourmet pecans in the South. Visit CaneRiverPecan.com and see why pecan gifts are the perfect way to strengthen business relationships and recognize loyal customers. Call toll-free 800-293-8710. Again, the number is 800-293-8710. And ask to have a free catalog sent to you or visit them online at CaneRiverPecans.com. Do what Moon does. That's me. Get pecans from Cane River Pecan Company. Once again, call toll-free 1-800-293-8710. 1-800-293-8710. Hey, I've been doing this for many, many years. Send Cane River Pecan, they'll never forget you. CaneRiverPecans.com. Folks, you hear me brag about a new advertisement, South Star Urgent Care. It's the name you need to know. Listen, you, you look up, you're in the middle of the night, you're looking, God, where do we go? South Star Urgent Care. They open on weekends, they open at night, they can get you taken care of if, you got, if you're sick, if you're feeling bad. Maybe you coughing, dehydrated, fever, flu, fractures. South Star Urgent Care wants to service you, and they're going to treat you like you want to be treated. They're going to get you in, get you out. You're not going to sit in a dark waiting room for a bunch of times. South Star Urgent Care. Go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com. You know you can register before you go and set your appointment. Hey, it's really cool. These folks at South, South Star greet you with a genuine smile and make you feel very comfortable. Folks, you're looking for the perfect urgent care? It's South Star Urgent Care. Go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com. South Star Urgent Care. It's the urgent care you need. Go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com. This is a special show. This hour of the Moon Griffon Show brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome back. Moon Griffon Show. What a great day. Don't forget Kane Ripperkon giveaway. Email me moon at moongriffon.com. Say you want to win. We'll pick somebody here before the end of the hour. 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. We are honored to have our, well, she's a solicitor general, but she's also attorney general elect. Liz Merle joins us. Liz, I already got a bone to pick with you. What? What could you possibly have? <laughs> well, what could I, you possibly have to complain about I, now? I told Joe. I said, <laughs> Liz is hiring people, and I never got the call to be the new public relations person. And I'm just waiting for my <laughs> call. And I figured out I got the first call, and I didn't get it yet. So I'm thinking, wonder who, how she's going to fill this job when she knows I'm available. Well, last time I checked, you did not apply for the job. So. <laughs> and guess what? I ain't going to. <laughs> well, Liz, uh, how's it going? Because I know you still got to do your regular job, but it's 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 closing in. And uh, I know you made some appointments. I want to talk a little bit about that uh, because you actually appointed your successor to, to the solicitor general job. So talk about your appointments so far that you were able to make. Yeah, like the two that I announced, I think they're two, you know, very key appointments for this office and for me uh, are Larry Freeman, who will be the chief deputy attorney general. So, you know, he's he has to be confirmed by the Senate and he'll be in charge of an awful lot of the operations of the of the, the office and 
um, and be, you know, working very closely with me. And then, of course, my job, the Solicitor General, which is something that's close to my heart and something I believe that's going to continue to be very important in my administration. And, and that's a guy named Ben Aguanaga. He went to LSU Law School, did very well there, and uh, did a number of really good clerkships in federal court and then ultimately clerked for Justice Sam Alito, who is, you know, my favorite Supreme Court justice. So I um, and he's also our circuit justice. So I'm just really delighted that he wants to come back and work here. He also worked in the Department of Justice in the Civil Rights Division under President Trump. Wow. Pretty good credentials. Yeah, great credentials. And and I would just top it off by saying that he is widely, widely considered and known to be a super nice guy. Yeah. So I'm excited to get him to join our, our staff. Here's a little known fact about Ben, which, you know, you can you can get Ben on your show when he gets here. But he he owns about six Longhorn cattle and he's bringing them with him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, he's definitely he's going to make he's going to make new friends really quick. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know much about longhorn cattle other than they have really long horns. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> uh, is there anybody else that you've appointed or hired? Or do you, or, or let me ask you a question. When you, like you and the, of course, Jeff may be taking some people with him to the, to the governor's mansion. But are they, are they a group of, right. of people that, that you will keep? Because, I mean, y'all, y'all hire lawyers and, and people like that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, most of the, the transition from in this office from one attorney general to the other does not involve a whole lot of movement. I mean, okay. we have a lot of dedicated employees here. They are career, you know, Department of Justice lawyers and, and administrative staff, okay. and they really keep the trains running on time. And I, I think that's true even in the governor's, on the governor's side. I mean, there are a lot of high-level appointments, and there will be some movement from this office. I know that Jeff's been working with people here for eight years, and there were, there's a lot of more spots that he's got to fill on his side. So, you know, there may be some opportunities for people to do something different. And I certainly never fault someone for wanting to start, a, you know, try something different, step up, take a different job, and learn new skills. So I'm, I'm supportive of those people. I just need to kind of know who's moving, who's staying and who's leaving. And but, you, no, no, uh, I definitely have a few spots to fill. Sure. No, that, but a lot of the spots that you're going to fill, uh, is it going to be after you get in office? Because there's no way to really tell 100% of who's going to be where. Well, that's right. I mean, nothing really changes until the 8th. Yes, ma'am. So we are sworn in on the 8th, and that's really the official change. And it, it is an unusual situation where the attorney general uh, is now the governor-elect, but he's still the attorney general. Sure, sure. And I am still the solicitor general, but I'm the attorney general-elect. So Jeff and I are working very closely together to... Um, discuss things and, you know, have a smooth transition of the operations of this office. And as you pointed out, I have a lot of thing, a lot of irons in the fire right now through the Solicitor General operation. We have six en banc petitions pending at the United States Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, and we've got a case pending at the United States Supreme Court that'll be scheduled for argument probably around March. Yeah, you know, the, the, the sad thing about it is you really... There's no break because you're going to have to 
you know what's going on in Solicitor General, so you got to update whoever it is, and then you got to stay on top of it. So it's not going to be a break for anybody if I'm, I'm listening to you correctly. Uh, it's yeah, no break right. at all. So we just want to keep everything running smoothly. And I, um, I, you know, right now it's been pretty calm and good transition. And I am already in the office. I had, you know, I was here before, and I think that's also something different for attorney generals when Jeff was elected he didn't actually come into the office until after inauguration yeah yeah and that, that's so I'm here that's, every a, day. that's a whole that's a that's a big uplift for you because you you already pretty much know I say you know 100 what goes on but you pretty much know a lot of stuff that goes on so it, it's a, it's kind of a uh, kind of a blessing I guess that you can you you already there and you're already helping trying to shape the office right now yeah, and it's a different role, you know, Moon. I think that it, it's it, – I've had the – I think the, you know, the ability to focus. As SG, you're, you're, you're focused entirely on the work. Sure. Um, and the and it's – a lot of it is – it's not – I won't say it's academic, but it's it's very oriented toward studying the law, writing briefs, going to court, arguing cases – the job of the attorney general is much more outward facing and it's much broader. Sure, sure. So, you know, I am meeting with all of the people who have run other divisions in our office and talking to them about their experience over the last eight years. You know, what do they, what do they do now? What do they think we can do better? And, and thinking about what the priorities need to be for my administration. You're Liz Murrah, uh, attorney general elect. She's also still a solicitor general. Uh, Liz, do you, anticipate anything with the redistricting <laughs> you go from a solicitor general to attorney general uh you're going to be defending something probably pretty quick if i had to bet if they change what's going on right now with the current uh, uh the way the districts are formed yeah i mean we're con- we are we are continuing to defend the state and the house maps and the congressional map i mean that is an ongoing that is ongoing litigation and you know the the, the legislature ha- I think the legislature will have a special session. Whatever the outcome of that is, I will be then responsible for defending. And you know, so I'm 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 kind of dealing with dual tracks here sure. right now sure. on redistricting. And I I think that the courts have put a lot of pressure on us to conclude some of the redistricting uh, business before the next congressional election. But they haven't given us very clear guidance about how to do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's really been the biggest problem and my biggest complaint about the Supreme Court precedent in this area is that they have really muddied the waters. They've made it a very difficult job for the legislature to do it right, even though the Constitution tells them they are the party that's supposed to be doing this. And then we end up in federal litigation and all of it lands in the hands of a federal judge yep. who isn't constitutionally the right person to be doing it. Yeah. yeah. That's, but once again, here's the good news for you. It's not like it's not like you haven't been there and done that already because it is part of what you're already doing. But your, your, right. job, your job description just gets a lot bigger. And that's just one of many, many things that's going to take place. Well, it's a great job, and I'm really, really, really happy to have it. Well, it's something and I'm that, grateful to the voters for putting me in it. No, that's what I'm saying. You were, uh, I don't want to sound crazy, but you were built for the job. You were made for the job. You are the experience for the job. This, this is the job that you wanted. 
you know, and that's and that's, that's right. and that says a lot for you because you work your way up to get where you were at Solicitor General, and the people overwhelmingly put you put you in as the Attorney General, and I, I think that uh, says a lot for who you are, your staff, and everybody that work with you. We're proud of you. Uh, anything else you want to add besides Merry Christmas? <laughs> Just Merry Christmas, everybody. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. We want to make sure that um, with that everybody's ringing in the new year with us and coming to come watch an inauguration or attending. So Merry Christmas to everybody. Un- un- you're gonna laugh when I say that. Unfortunately, I'm being drugged to the inauguration this year. Just letting you know, my bride oh, is okay. dragging me, dragging me to something like this that I don't normally go to. So she is dragging me to the inauguration. So you might actually see me hanging around. I was not going to go. And uh, and when my bride says, look, this is what we're going to do, I, you know, I do like a good husband. Yes, ma'am. That's right. That was a good answer, <laughs> and I look forward to seeing you there. I'll see you. All right, Liz Merle. Thank you, Liz. Hopefully we'll talk to you some Thank next you, year. Thank you, man. All right, baby. Bye-bye. All right, by the way, happy birthday. Okay, I'm, I'm going to tell you all how old she is because she's already off. Never mind. I'm not going to get in trouble. I'm not going to say that. Liz is, I think she was 39 this week. <clears throat> That'll at least give me a little bit of break. 39 is what I hear anyway. You're still not getting that PR job. No, I ain't getting a PR job. I, I know good well I'm not getting a PR job. I've been begging for a PR job for a while. Nobody gets it to me. As soon as they give me the one at the right price, off the air, here I go. I'm going to do it like everybody else. I'm going to sell my soul. I'm not doing that, folks. I'm joking. We'll be right back. I want to tell you about one of my new advertisers, Adapt Concepts AC Service Repairs. Oh, serving all of Acadiana, surrounding areas, and the Gulf of Mexico for over six years. Full-service AC and heating company. Repairs, installation, and preventive maintenance, which is very, very important. Installation service, professional quality services, focus on creating value for you. Terms of certified technician, 24-7 customer service, and free consultation. I'm talking Adapt Concepts. AC service repairs. You want the professionals? You want the best? This is them. Purchase a qualified high-efficient system for maintenance, plus get a free 12-year parts and labor warranty. Wow. Don't you want to know about that? Call them at 337-408-8202. That's 337-408-8202. Or go to the website, adapt-ac.com. That's adapt-ac.com. Are the rapidly changing cybersecurity needs of your business keeping you up at night? Our Convergence was founded by two honest men, respected and faithful Louisiana natives over 20 years ago. The passion for excellence and service led to the growth one customer at a time and expanded to the entire Gulf Coast region. Our Convergence has established a long history of being trusted cybersecurity and advanced technology partners for large enterprise-grade companies, including universities, banks, healthcare providers. Our Convergence also offers the same level of expertise and service to small businesses with no IT staff, none. Give Our Convergence the chance to earn your business by calling them at 1-800-820-9695, 800-820-9695, or by visiting their website, ourconvergence.com, ourconvergence.com. Let the professionals at Our Convergence get you taken care of, and you're going to feel safe from the changing cybersecurity landscape. Your safety is all.
you all. Welcome back. Microphone show. Last segment of this hour. Give away a cane rubber con as soon as it pops up for me. We'll be glad to give somebody some cane rubber cones today. Tomorrow's it on the contest. Wasn't much of a contest, Joe, in the fact that all you had to do was register. <laughs> you had to do a whole lot. And uh, people that won it all just about either called or, or sent. They didn't call me personally. They didn't know me, but they uh, called on the air. They, they sent emails. And it's been a lot of fun. We've done this 13 years now with Cane River Cons. It was always really good. People that get them, they, if they business people, they end up ordering stuff as well. So it's really cool. All right, 844-766-6607. By the way, uh, Ed was just like uh, all other governors are leaving. We did this. We did this investment. Uh, None of that's here. Most of that is never coming. Uh, I was I was looking that. Let me see something. Hold up just a second. Joe, I hate to do this. Never mind. She's back up there. Uh, anyway, so most of them investments are going to fall. Most of that has to do with federal government. You know, Bell Edwards cannot talk about Investments in the state from the private sector. Everything is because of the federal government. And we have put ourselves in such a bad situation under this guy. And uh, I'm just telling you, they can write what they want about him. And it's mostly just the advocates. Everybody knows. Everybody knows when they see their kids leave and their jobs are not here. Like I said, you don't have to go far and go into one of these other states. You can go to one of these other states and you can find out really, really quick uh, like I have, your mind is just just open. It's just wide open from uh, from you know from for the truth. You just see the truth, and you just you just almost puzzled. And that's that's what happened to me. It was almost puzzled. It really was. And uh, I just know that a lot of this stuff is 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 such fake. And you can go out there and brag about all this stuff, but. When you lie, people know if you lied or not, folks. We know. Uh, I had somebody say, man, I wouldn't even bother with him. said, man, and nobody's buying the advocate. You, you give them more information what the advocate's doing with Bell than anybody. I know. But I just, I just promised myself I'm not going to let somebody walk around and lie. I'm not going to let the media get away with the lie. And I know the truth, and you know the truth. The reason why we got all Republicans running everything is because Bill Edwards has been in charge, and nobody wants to go through that hell anymore. He only expanded the federal government and, and, the, and the dependency of this state on the federal government. Now, once again, you can say, well, I'm tired of hearing this. I get it. I, I don't blame you. But I'm, not, I'm tired. I'm just as tired as you are. I am tired or watching the truth not be told. I'm tired of just watching the BS from my friends at the, uh, my friends at the advocate. I say my friends, they're not my friends. But they, they're BS every day, every day, every day. I just, I get sick of it. And so I am going to make the statements that I make. You know, Green New Deal. He didn't know nothing about this. He didn't have a clue about the Green New Deal. He never clue. He goes to Glasgow and figure out, you know what? I'm getting ready to retire from this business in a few years. I want to make a bunch of money. And everywhere you go, it's failing. The, the windmills, they, they, they chopping them down in Europe in some places. The uh, 
windmills in the in in our Gulf. They just approved two of them. We ought to not have any. Louisiana approves first offshore windmills from Vestas and Middle Beach. We ought to, we ought to not have any of that stuff. We ought to run from it. All the gas companies ought to get away from it, but they're not getting away from it, and they're not running from it because there's so much money coming from the federal government. That's all Bell knows. You know? And uh, I, I don't wish anybody that's putting up windmills any bad luck or solar panels and calling it economic development. I don't wish them any bad luck, but I hope something wipes out every windmill in the Gulf, and I hope every solar panel that's ever put up as a form, I hope hailstorms blast them away. I do. This is a joke. This is a total joke, and this man has led the charge for this kind of ignorance. I'm not wrong. I know I'm right on this. This is going to hurt us, and it's going to hurt America. This is not Green New Deal. This is as red communist as anything I've ever seen. Let's go to Chase and Lafayette a quick call, then we'll announce the winner. Moon, thanks for taking my call. The, the last 20 years, the advocate has been known to me as the daily disappointment. Oh, yeah. And so that's the nickname that's always happened. So, and, and one other thing. Remember, John Bell Edwards to Jeff Landry is the Barack Obama to Donald Trump. People get tired of it. And so now let's see what the Republicans can do. Hopefully yeah. they don't mess it up. Well, they, they blew it. They blew it. They almost they blew everything with Trump. And I think that's a good. But you remember, Edwards went stick his nose at the uh, Kim Mulkey led LSU team at the uh, what was the Simmons and PMAC. And they booed the hell out of him. He went stick his nose in the national championship baseball team. They booed the hell out of him. He went to a football game well, this year when they announced. They booed the hell out of him. And I'm telling you, his approval number is about 37 or 38% unless the advocate runs the poll. It's, it's just a fact. Well, the, 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 guy, the guy hurt us, but he's going to be a multi-zillionaire because of all his Green New Deal movement. Well, is the state bureaucracy as strong as the federal bureaucracy? Because that's what Jeff Landry and the people that he's going to surround himself with are going to have to deal with. I don't believe it is, and that's what really hurt Trump because, the, you know, they talk about the deep state. And, I mean, you can look at the deep state. Yeah. You know, that's kind of a weird way to look at it. But there are factors there that don't want really change. Uh, Chase, like the way it is. Chase, I hate to be the one to give it to you. We got, we got a stronger factor in the state. But the governor has a lot of, uh, 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 you know, a lot of power. He's going to have to work well, through. Jeff Landry's job to change it. Well, Let's see if he can. I agree. No, it's on Jeff. But, you know, the universities are so tied in these elected officials and they beat them up to pieces. They don't get all their money they want. So you got a lot of bureaucracy here, a lot of layers here, just like the federal government, because we've always done it wrong, Chase. That's why we last in everything. Bell Edwards took what we were doing wrong and he put more money into doing wrong. Okay? He made us more dependency on the federal government. He put us in the wrong direction even stronger than we ever were. There's no changes. He, you know, he's not mentioning any changes in the state of Louisiana. Well, if you head in the wrong direction and you don't change anything, how do you change directions if, you, if you, you're still going in the same direction? But the media keeps writing these puff pieces for a guy that really has embarrassed the state. He's embarrassed us. Most people, you know, like, you know, they realize the media's, you know, Sure. Bullcorn. They they realize that that's 
I don't think that a lot of people are getting a lot of their information, especially people that actually have a brain and they can think. The media really is the last place that anyone gets their information from. These. No, I, I, I'm going to agree with you. That's why people said in Baton Rouge, we don't buy that thing no more. We don't even see what you're talking about. Well, good. But I want to bring it up because I want people to know what's going on. Chase, thank you. Merry Christmas. God bless. And uh, we got to take a break. Uh, by the way, Kenneth Dubois. Kenneth Dubois, Lake Charles, Louisiana, the winner of the Cane River Pecans. God bless. See y'all tomorrow. Some of y'all stick around. We got another hour to go. show that's not immune to facts, the Dan Bongino Show, and here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Did you just look down at your phone? You did it again, didn't you? You know, you're flying down the road in a three-ton hunk of steel, and a text takes your eyes off the road for an average of five seconds. At 55 miles per hour, that's long enough to travel the length of a football field and cause some serious damage. Turn it off. Trust me. Whatever it is, you'll live. Learn more at StopTechStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station broadcasting from the Matthews... A record defense bill heads to the president's desk on Lisa Brady, Fox News. On this vote, the yeas are 310, the nays are 118. The bill authorizes annual military spending and policies, including the renewal of a surveillance program that remains under review. Critics arguing it's been abused. House Speaker Mike Johnson says Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act does need to be reformed, but that it's also important for protecting the homeland and should not be allowed to expire as talks on reform continue. Still being negotiated, changes in border policies demanded by Republicans as part of a foreign aid deal. President Biden has said he's willing to do more on border issues, leading to criticism from some Democrats. Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal says immigration changes on the table would turn back the clock 100 years. But alienating progressives might be the only way that Biden can secure an election 11th hour agreement with Republicans that will deliver critical aid for Ukraine and also Israel. Fox's Jackie Heinrich at the White House. Proposals under this discussion reportedly include plans to allow Homeland Security officials to stop migrants from applying for asylum if crossings at the border exceed 5,000 a day. Also, proposals to detain people claiming asylum at the border, including families with children, and more ways to quickly expel migrants who have either not claimed asylum or were not approved. But time is short as lawmakers prepare for a holiday recess. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan is meeting with Israel's Prime Minister in Tel Aviv where an expanded meeting of the war cabinet will also happen as the fighting in Gaza continues amid continued concern about civilian casualties. Meantime, four members of Hamas are detained on suspicion of planning attacks on Jewish institutions in Europe. This announced by prosecutors in Germany as police in Denmark also arrest three people in connection with a suspected terror plot. America is listening to Fox News. So as we approach the holidays, so many of you are thinking about what charities you want to support this year. If you are planning to give, well, guess what? Our friends in Israel, our brothers and sisters, they need your help big time. 
Now, after viewing a film of all the atrocities, the heinous attacks by Hamas against innocent Israeli citizens, these are horrors we can never forget. Now, we have partnered with the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, a great organization. They've been on the ground from day one. They're providing critical essentials to hundreds of thousands of Israelis now in need. Food, life-saving aid, emergency equipment to first responders, even bulletproof vests and reinforced ambulances. Now, with the rise of anti-Semitism, our support to strengthen the Jewish state of Israel is more important than ever. Now, please give as generously as you can. Just dial pound 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword Hannity for Israel. That's pound 250, keyword Hannity for Israel. And give as generously as you can because hundreds of thousands of people need your help. Boston's mayor apologizes for a holiday invitation accidentally sent to the full city council. Boston Mayor Michelle Wu said sending an invitation that was meant for elected officials of color to the whole city council was a, quote, honest mistake. In a statement to WCVB-TV, Wu, the city's first Asian-American mayor, explained that the annual party has been held for years and that it's customary for diverse members of the council to take turns hosting it. She said the group represents elected officials across all different levels of government in Massachusetts. Wu says it's not the only event scheduled to celebrate the season. Holiday gatherings for all elected officials are also planned. The Boston Herald reports that the mayor's spokesman confirmed that city funds were not used to pay for the party. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. A big tech leader is reportedly getting into higher education. Elon Musk is planning to start a university in Austin, Texas, according to tax filings for one of his charities. Bloomberg reports the charity called the Foundation plans to use a $100 million gift from Musk to create and launch a primary and secondary school for grades K-12, through focused on teaching STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. Once it's fully operational, the filing state the school will focus on creating a university that would teach students in person as well as using distance education technologies. It expects to start enrollment with 50 students and scale up over time. Musk's new future university is yet to be named. Fox's Jeff Benasso. Retail sales better than expected. Up three-tenths of a percent in November from October when sales had fallen. They were expected to decline again in November because of a variety of issues, including uncertainty over the economy. But a record Wall Street rally continues now. The Dow up 133 points. Elisa Brady, Fox News.